Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, it's time to get your business momentum in action. We all know the importance of good health, but for most of us, the motivation to work toward good health is weak. I'm Scott Card, your producer of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly with Nancy Becker. As entrepreneurs, good health is important for our bodies, but also important for our businesses. It has been said that a sedentary lifestyle is the same as having a smoking habit. On the other hand, when we take care of ourselves, we gain new levels of productivity, more energy, and greater focus. The surprising truth is it does not take a whole new regimen to get started. One small step in the right direction can get us on our way. Nancy's guest today is Dr. Robin Odegaard. Dr. Robin is going to share with us some of those small steps that will lead to big results, both physically and mentally, as well as help keep us on the right track with our businesses. Let's join our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker, and her guest, Dr. Robin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, where we talk to successful business owners about how they successfully run their businesses so you the listener who also is a business owner can get the aha moments that you so deserve and put those into effect to grow your business and soar higher today we're talking with dr robin who's a former competitive beach volleyball player and has spent her career using goal achievement psychology to motivate, inspire, and focus her clients on achieving success. She holds a certificate from the Center for Nutrition Studies at Cornell University. Along with her husband, Russ Bruzano, she is the founder of the Whole Food Muscle Club and author of How to Feed a Human, The Whole Food Muscle Way. Welcome, Dr. Robin. I'm so happy to have you with us today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. So we are going to throw things a little bit of a different focus today, and we're going to start out by asking you just exactly how you got started in this kind of a business. That's a really good question. So this business, the Whole Food Muscle Club, came about because I've always been athletic. Um, I've always been really into nutrition. And then when I turned 40, suddenly I felt like my body betrayed me. Suddenly the body that had always been in good shape, I, you know, I always thought I ate healthy. I started gaining weight. Um, my cholesterol started going up. My doctor started talking about medications I should take on a daily basis. And I was like, no, wait, this is, this is not my body. What happened? And when I told my doctor, this isn't right, she said to me, Robin, you're over 40. You should just expect to gain weight. That's just how it is. Maybe you should see a psychologist about your body dysmorphic disorder. And I thought that was funny because I'm a psychologist and she's not. <laughs> and I said, that's not, I don't have body dysmorphic disorder. I'm overweight. That's the problem I have. And so I started 
really digging into nutrition myself for me. It was more about me. And, you know, I was still doing my executive coaching and my speaker coaching and all that business. Um, but for me, I wanted to understand nutrition better. And I really went down the rabbit hole. I spent thousands and thousands of hours studying. But when I figured it out, the weight went away. My cholesterol came down without medication. And suddenly my clients started saying, wait, well, hold on a minute. What did you do? What changed? You used to be like us and now you're not anymore. And now I'm back at my weight that I was when I played competitive volleyball. I never count calories. I don't think about macros or micros. I just eat real food and stay away from fake food. And that's when, that's when this business kind of started was that people started saying, what are you doing? And I realized, oh, if people want help doing this, if I'm going to not do as much of my other business, my other coaching, then I need to make this profitable as well. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's a, and it's a great pivot. You saw what seemed to be working. You saw something that you enjoyed doing and you were able to, to switch paths and go into something else. And it's interesting because I understand exactly what you're, what you're saying about the doctors and, and all of that. I uh, was in a very, very bad hit run car accident about five yeah. years ago and I can't walk anymore. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm all kinds of stuff. And as a consequence of all of that, I contracted um, nerve damage and just two days ago had a spinal stimulator implanted mm. into me. And there's all of these things going on with my body and I'm telling the doctors, this is not normal. This is not right. This, there's something wrong. And now, nah, poo-poo, you know, it's okay. And, and when, and my husband's a paramedic. So we got home after the surgery and he looked at the bandages on my back and they were just absolutely soaked in blood. Mm. And he panicked, you know, and, and called the doctors and the doctor says, well, you know, you, you've got to expect a little bit of seepage. And he says, this isn't seepage. Right. <laughs> so, took a picture of it, sent the photo, and they absolutely had a conniption fit and got me back into the doctors immediately. And I'm just going, we tried to tell you. <laughs> and that's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, you know your body better than anyone else. And mm -hmm. I've got a lot of weird things that go on with my body that, you know, doctors don't normally think of. During the surgery, I said, don't give me full anesthesia. I won't come out of it. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the first people in in the morning to have the surgery. And I was the very last one out at night. And my doctor was scared to death and sat right beside me the whole time because I wouldn't wake up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, it's I frustrating to me how many people have major life issues because doctors didn't listen to them. And now, no, I'm not begrudging doctors. They're awesome. I love the medical community. They're great. But I do wish that they listened better. And I mean, and that's what I tell my clients is, you know, let's look at your body. Let's have these conversations. Let's figure it out. And let's include your doctor. And if you don't have a doctor that's inclusive, then let's talk about whether maybe you need to look at finding a different doctor. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important is absolutely doctors are essential. And, you know, there are some times when alternative medicines are, are good and helpful, but there are other times when, you know, you've got to have a doctor, but that means they've also got to have someone like you. That right, and that's what the, the Whole Food Muscle Club, when people come, uh, you know, I'm happy to share as much as I know, I also know where my lane stops. Mm -hmm. And when I say to someone, this is not 
a psychology issue. This is not a nutrition issue. This is outside my area of expertise. Let's find someone who has expertise in this area. Because, you know, I think it's super important to have people who are who know their lane. And unfortunately, a lot of medical doctors don't have nutritional training, but they want to give nutritional advice. And that frustrates me immensely. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And, and it's just, I've got my doctors for the most part trained, but... <laughs> And if I tell them there's something not right, they usually listen to me. But the one that's, that just did my surgery is relatively new to me. Mm. <laughs> and it's going, nah, 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 you know, I'm the, and I love her. You know, I love her. She's great. But she also thinks I'm the doctor and I know better than you. Yeah. But it's, it's very interesting. And something you mentioned, I think, is also very interesting. And that is that health and wellness and nutrition all have a psychological component to them. Huge psychological component. It's, and it's amazing to me how business owners are so willing to be their own advocate when it comes to their business and what they have going on in their business, but you put them in front of a doctor and suddenly they're willing to just accept whatever this person with a piece of paper on the wall says. And that's so dangerous. We have to be willing to be our own advocate in our health as well as in our businesses. And I think that's part of what we do. Um, it's part of what the, the book, How to Feed the Human, helps people do is if they have some knowledge to talk to their doctor about, then it's not just the doctor spouting information at them. They can say, well, this is what I know and kind of create that balance. And I think that's super helpful in being your own advocate. Yeah, yeah. It, really interesting. And, and I keep going back to all the different weirdnesses of me, but I'm also a diabetic. Mm -hmm. And um, my insurance company, don't you love insurance company? <laughs> oh, let's not even go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> has decided that one of my insulins I can't take because it's too expensive. Mm. And there are these other ones out there that, you know, are, are exactly the same thing and are going to do exactly the same thing for me. Mm. So they've refused to pay for this one insulin. And it's like $700 a month for this. And there's no way I can pay that. Mm -hmm. But so we tried the other ones. I got horribly, horribly sick. I tried three different ones. Mm. One of them didn't do anything. One of them just made me, it didn't do anything for my sugar, but I would be throwing up all the time. I'd have horrible stomach aches. None of them would do anything. So my doctor started giving me a second uh, pill to take and was telling me, if your sugar goes up, because I take a, I take two at night for the mm -hmm. long term. And then I, I was taking metformin mm -hmm. and they wanted me off of the metformin because I have stomach problems. Mm -hmm. And so they took me off the metformin and then they gave me glipizide. And they said, when you eat now, give yourself what you normally give yourself when you eat and add so much per however much you're over. Mm -hmm. Okay, no problem. So I started doing that and my sugar started going up. They were perfect. I had a 6.3 A1C when all of this started. Mm -hmm. And it started going up. It started going up. And I wound up in the emergency room with almost 600 level sugar. Oh, my goodness. And I said, that's because when I take insulin, if I give myself too much, my sugar goes up, not down. 
oh, how strange. How strange. (laughs) But it goes up. And the more they were giving me, the more my sugar went up. Wow. So the doctor, thank you, dear friend, has found samples. And so they're feeding me the, the insulin that the insurance company won't give me. They're feeding me samples of but I'm about to run out of mm-hmm. those samples and they don't know if they can get any more or not. And I'm going, and the insurance, this has taken two years of fighting the insurance company over this yeah. one little insulin, you know, so there needs to be, and this may be getting off track a little bit, but I know that a lot of people have issues with insurance and medicines mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, what are your suggestions for dealing with something like this? Well, the, for me, the first thing is take as much control of your health as you can with the food that you eat. Make sure that you're eating the right foods for your situation. Um, and, you know, I work, we work with a lot of diabetics. We had one that actually lost 80 pounds and was able to get off of his medications. Wow. Um, so that was really, really great. Um, but the first thing you have to do is take control of your food situations. And unfortunately, a lot of the doctors don't understand how food actually works with diabetes. Like they have their, and you've probably experienced this. They look at their little chart and they're like, this is what you have to do. And you're like, look away from the computer and look at me. And so I, I encourage people to, to uh, learn. And I have a ton of resource, resources that I share with people based on their particular situation. And when, when it happens, and it does rarely happen, that someone comes to me and they have a situation that I don't have research on, I go and do the research because that's what I do. It's what I enjoy. And so I, I always encourage people, let's start with what we can control, which is what goes into your mouth, your exercise, your sleep, your psychological relationship with your food and your health. Those are all things that you can control. So start there. And then you know, spend the time fighting with the insurance companies and all the nonsense that you've had to deal with for the last two years. If you take care, if you take control of the things you can control, it leaves you the energy to manage the things that you aren't within your control. Unfortunately, what, what I find people like to do, and this is true across the board, whether I'm working with people on their business or their health, people like to try and control the things that are outside of their control, like the insurance company, and ignore the things that are within their control, like, for example, the food they put in their mouth. So that, that's an interesting dichotomy with a lot of my clients is how do we uh, fix that where they control what they can control and manage what they can't. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. Hey, you ready to go shopping? Sure, just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better. And with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. 
businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast track your cash. I'm joining today. Do you feel frustrated, disconnected, or unfulfilled in your relationship? If you said yes, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Anza Goodbar, intimacy coach and sex educator. Nearly 70% of all couples in the U.S. claim to be dissatisfied with their relationship. But the good news is, you don't have to be. If you're ready to open your heart to feel more connected to life, yourself, and your partner, join me and five couples at the Intrinsically Intimate Couples Retreat in Barbados. You can find out more details at www.anzagoodbar.com backslash retreats. Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly Entrepreneur Growth Academy, is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. I'm going to jump into this question now instead of at the end because it just seems like a a proper lead-in for this. But for me, for anyone else who's listening to this who says, yeah, I want to, I'm tired of being sick. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of you know, my fingers are so sore because I'm pricking myself 20 times a day because my sugars are going up and down. You know, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat. Uh, I may, if we go out to a restaurant, I bring home four more meals. Wow. Just in the one meal that I've purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like this morning, I had a diet shake. I had a, a glucerna. Mm-hmm. I, I won't eat anything again until tonight because I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's not right. I know it, but it's also what, what happens. I can't get up and do my own cooking for one thing right. because my husband's at work. You know? So if someone says, you know, either I don't know what the heck I'm doing, mm-hmm. can you help me? Or I do know what I'm supposed to do, but for whatever reasons, it's not happening. I want to work with you, Dr. Robin. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you deal with something like that? So the first time someone comes to me, they usually, they find us for a lot of different ways, but they go to wholefoodmuscle.com and they go to the services page and they book a 20 minute free consultation. Let's talk about where you are, what you have going on what your situation is, because depending upon where they are, depends on where we start. You know, if someone says, I have no idea what I'm doing, um, that's one thing. If they say, I kind of know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not doing it, and I, I have these mental blocks, that's a different thing. 
Um, some people come to us and they have their food straightened out and they just want exercise because you know my husband's a former trainer on Mr. Olympia Tour, so we do trainings. So um, sometimes they want the whole package. So we, the first thing I do is figure out where are they, and that's where we start. It, it's with that 20-minute conversation, and then assuming that they want to move forward, there's a lot. There's a few different options. They can join the Whole Food Muscle Club, which is an online resource. There's a community page. There's recipes. We do a, a monthly webinar. It's a live Q and A where people can um, come and ask us anything they want. Some people email us questions ahead of time, so they do that. Um, they can talk to each other on the community page. Um, there's a lot of options if they join that. There's one-on-one -on -one consulting, so they can hire us to do, do that. And then we also do um, corporate uh, training. So sometimes people just like, come and teach this to my corporation. So we do those. So it just really depends upon where they are and what they need. But one thing that came to mind for me when you were talking is something that people don't realize, especially um, in, in the United States, and that is being overweight and undernourished which it happens a lot in the United States where people are eating a lot of calories, but not a lot of nutrition. And so they gain weight, but their body is starving. And that combination creates some really, really bad health outcomes. And so that's something I, my biggest challenge with my clients is getting them to eat enough. When I start teaching them, this is the kind of food I need you to eat. Getting them to eat enough of it is really one of my biggest challenges because they're so used to being at this extreme portion control, which puts their body into a famine mode. And trying to get them out of that famine mode is really one of the biggest challenges I face. Oh yeah, and I've been in that for, for years. And mm -hmm. So I understand exactly what you're saying, but do you mean to tell me that my hostess cupcakes aren't nutritious? <laughs> well, you know, here what I tell my clients is anything, I call it fake food, anything that's designed to make a company money is not designed with your health in mind. Oh, darn. <laughs> if it's designed to make a company money, it's probably not going to be very nutritious for you. <laughs> the only thing that I ever eat, the only thing I'm ever hungry for is chocolate. And part of that is because I'm in, I think it's because I'm in so much pain and the chocolate seems to, you know, negate that pain a little bit. And I'll eat my M&Ms, but M&Ms are sitting here beside my desk and I can just eat two or three of them at a time and I feel better, but you're absolutely right in everything you're saying. And it's hard. It really, really is hard to get number one, because we actually, and, and this is a funny story. Um, we moved from Washington DC back to Michigan about 10 years ago to take care of my mother and father who were getting old. Mm -hmm needed somebody here to watch over them and my mom both my parents died from um, different dementias different types oh, of dementia. that's so hard but my mom died two years prior to my dad and my dad was great up until like three months before he died mm. and fun funny what it says on his death certificate is he died from lack of appetite that's an interesting cause of death. Mm -hmm. And we can, he loved donuts. He loved ice cream. He loved all of those different kinds of things. He would never get anything at the, we had to put him into a nursing home and he never would get any of that at the nursing home. And they would not allow us to bring it into him. So he just stopped eating, you know, and yeah, that was it. And it's unfortunate because, you know, there's very little that the human body is designed to eat. But sugar is one of those things you can give an infant right out of the womb sugar and they like it. Anything else other than breast milk, they're like, no, don't give me that. 
but sugar, that is one thing that our brains are very happy to ingest very quickly. Yeah. But so my husband does all of the cooking and he even did it back then when both of my parents were here and he was working like four jobs. So we hired and we live in Amish country. Mm. So we hired an Amish lady to come into our house once a week and make like five meals mm-hmm. that we could then put in the, and Amish women are good cooks generally. I'm sure. You know, and so she would make all these meals, we'd put them in the freezer and then we'd just take them out and, you know, warm them up when it was time to eat, which saved my husband a ton of time and energy. My mom refused to eat them because he wasn't doing the cooking. <laughs> So that went out the window, but he does, he will not eat fruits or vegetables. Absolutely will not. And why, you know, I, people say that to me and I always wonder, and I work with clients on this too, but why, what is it behind them that he doesn't, won't eat them? I have no idea. His comment is I, he won't eat mushrooms. He won't eat broccoli. You know, and he says, well, I was a Marine for 24 years. I don't need to eat bushes. <laughs> well, the human body is an amazing thing. You can feed it pretty much anything as long as it gets enough calories for about 30 years, maybe 40, and it'll, it'll survive. It may not thrive, but it'll survive. It's that after 40 where you have to decide, am I going to start taking care of this body or am I going to let it fall apart due to neglect by feeding it junk? Yeah. And and so, you know, I keep saying, what am I going to do? Because I do want to eat better. And I thought, do I go with some of these, you know, programs that you order online and they come to you and they're freeze dried? And I thought, I don't want to do any of that. You know, I I can't afford to hire a chef to come in every day. What do you do? And I know that other people have issues like that as well. And I'm going to kind of turn this now into the direction of business in general. Okay. And how we're, how we're looking at business and the, the thought of eating, the thought of health and wellness and the thought of running a business may not seem to be related. Well, (laughs) very much so. And I, you know, to people, People hear all the time, your time is your most valuable asset. I disagree with that because if you lose your health, it'll steal your time. So your health is your most valuable asset followed by your time perhaps. But definitely, and anyone who's ever been sick knows that you lose your health, your business goes out the window. You don't do anything. And so one of the biggest challenges is helping people kind of recognize your health is not an inconvenience. That's not, you don't, you can't think about your health that way. That's the wrong mentality. If you're going to be a successful business owner, you have to be a healthy business owner. What does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? Business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the Mega Group today. Hey, you ready to go shopping? 
Sure, just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. I'll grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better, and with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast Track Your Cash. I'm joining today. They're big, they're shy, they're invisible, and they fly. They're always late, they never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Keeping this going, I sit here all day and I don't eat. You know, you eat I eat M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I look at my clock and I'll go, oh crap, it's four o'clock. I haven't had anything to eat today. I'm not hungry. And my husband's going to be home in an hour to start fixing dinner. Mm-hmm. What do I do? You know? Right. Well, for you, I mean, if you're asking me for you personally, the first thing I would say is stop eating M&Ms all day because that's what's curbing your appetite. That sugar calorie is what's curbing your appetite. Your brain's like, well, all right, we've got this drip of sugar coming in. So, but there's no, you know this, there's no nutrition in it. So, you know, what could you eat instead? And, you know, one thing that might be easy for you would be, you know, frozen fruit or frozen vegetables that are already pre-chopped, pre-washed, pre-everything. All you have to do is pull them out. Maybe, you know, pop them in the microwave for a second or two and then you can eat them easily. But what, what about, because I hear this all the time with other business, I'm too, I'm too busy to eat. I'll mm-hmm. drive through McDonald's or mm-hmm. I'll grab myself a, a shake from one of these companies that sells the shakes and, and all those kinds of things. Is there, you know, and, and then they say, well, you know, take your lunch pack a lunch and take it and people go, oh my God, I don't have time to even breathe. How am I ever going to sit down and pack a lunch? Where am I going to eat my lunch? I'm on the road. How do you answer those kinds of questions? Well, so the first thing goes back to what I just mentioned is that people viewing their health as an inconvenience. So when, when someone says, I don't have time, would I ask them to ask, would I ask them to say instead, rather than using that sentence, that's not a priority. So what you're telling me is your health, your eating well is not a priority to you. And then I ask the question, is that true? Is your health not a priority? And if your health isn't a priority, then I, you know, okay, I continue doing what you're doing. It's going to kill you. You're going to be sick. You're going to not be well. You're not going to be able to run your business. But if you're legitimately, if you can legitimately tell me my health is not a priority, okay, (laughs) but if when you say that, if, if when you take out, I don't have time and you replace it with, that's not a priority, you get a feeling in your, in your gut that says, oh, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like a good idea to me. And I've, I have yet to have anyone ever legitimately say to me, no, my health isn't a priority. I don't care. 
No one has ever said that to me. Pretty much everyone says, no, my health needs, a prior needs to be a priority. I how can you help me work on that? And so then we have to dig into the psychological, emotional relationship with their health and their time and their business and all the other millions of things that they have pulling on them and say, okay, why is this a priority that you know it is? It, when, you, when you say it's not, it feels bad, but you don't treat it that way. So what's, what's up with that? So that's the first thing you have to work on is kind of balancing out that I don't have time as an excuse for ignoring your health. And that's a hard thing to do. It, every client has ever come to me has struggled with that. Once you get that, you get past that and you're like, okay, I have to make time for my health. Then you can start digging into, I have a, a recipe, it's an Asian quinoa recipe. It's quinoa, uh, peas, corn. I think it has some carrots, maybe some onions in it and an Asian dressing that we make that has no oil in it. And it's awesome, cold, hot, or room temperature. And it's one of those things you can make in big batches. Um, I cook once a week on weekends. I make big batch or whatever. And then we eat that with usually a salad or fruit or whatever all week. But you can take, you can literally throw it all together and be done. Take it with you, just carry a spoon. There's literally a spoon in the glove compartment of my car. <laughs> I love that, I love that, that's great. So just don't eat while you're driving. <laughs> no, not while you're driving. You know, and I, I really prefer that people spend time eating. Not, it's not, shouldn't be something that you like throw food in your gut while you're doing something else because it doesn't give your body a chance to, you know, really pay attention, tell you I've had enough. One of the reasons that this, the way that we teach people to eat the whole food muscle way works is there's no measuring, there's no counting, there's no anything. It's actually learning to recognize when your body's hungry, when you've had enough, when you're getting nutrition and when you're eating junk. And you can't do that if you're driving down the road trying to shove food in your mouth. You know, we, we joke because my husband and I were out on the road one day and, and he's driving and um, looking around. We play this little game because when I first met him, a purple elephant with pink polka dots could walk right in front of me and I wouldn't see it. I was the most <laughs> oblivious person in the world. And now we play this game seeing who can see the most things where, you know, when we're driving, we're always looking to see what animal, wild animals are out there and all those kinds of things. So I'll be looking around trying to see. And this car pulled up beside us with this woman carrying a big bowl with chopsticks eating spaghetti. <laughs> Driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I, I think we need to, when the light changes, gun it. <laughs> yeah, get away from someone eating spaghetti with chopsticks in the car. Yeah. <laughs> the multitasking with food be, has become an obsession and unfortunately a detriment in, in our country. It's really yeah. sad. Yeah. The number of times I've seen people shoving Big Macs in their mouth while they're driving is, is mm -hmm. real. And amazing. Big Macs are designed to make a company money, just for the record. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, okay. Now we get that we need to make our health a priority. And I think a lot of us don't realize that. I really mm -hmm. think being sick for the last five years, I get it, you know, and I really want my health to become a priority. But I think our brains are so busy trying to figure out how we're going to become a successful business right that we put everything else into the background and don't realize so you're right on you need to say if you're sick 
if your body is failing you, you can't have a successful business. Right. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. So if we move a little bit more into more of the business and those, you've asked the, the question in, in the information you sent me is the same skills that make someone a successful entrepreneur can be applied to health choices, deciding what you want to do. What is your interest? Talk about that both from the business standpoint and from the health standpoint. Sure, absolutely. I'll even pull up my notes so that I can do a good job of it. So, um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that are, are really similar when it comes to uh, running a business and taking care of, of your health. The first is you have to decide what you want to do. Like that, obviously, if you don't want to take care of your health, I can't force you to. That's not, that's, I'm, doesn't matter how good a coach I am, I'm not going to force you to be able to take care of your health. So it has to has to become a priority and I can help people kind of figure that out, like talk through it. So I have had clients hire me and say, I want my health to be a priority. It's not. Can you help me figure out why what's broken? Um, first of all, I don't believe people are broken, um, but I can, let's talk about it. Let's talk through where are you? What do you have going on? Where are your priorities that your health isn't one of them? And, um, it's, it's an interesting conversation because everybody obviously is unique and finding out why is it that what they want to do and what they're actually doing are different. So where is that interest? That, and that comes to the same is true for business, right? How many times, I'm sure you've seen it, people come to you and have, I have all these ideas, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So same process. And how does that then go into learning how to do it? So I, um, when, you, when you do a business, you can't just, and I made this mistake when I opened my first business, I guess it's been 10 odd years ago now. You can't just throw up a website and announce yourself and people come. That's just not how it works. So you have to figure out how, like how, how does it, how does your business run? The same is true with your health. Okay, now your health is a priority. Perfect. What are you going to do about that? What does that look like? And that requires, um, you know, learning. And whether, whether you do it the way I did, which is spend, you know, a million years studying and taking classes and being online and reading books and or you do something like hire someone like me to uh, shorten that learning curve you know that's that's an option too so what you want to do then how okay what are you what are you going to do what does that look like and, and you've seen it in business people have to do the same thing you have to figure out how are you going to do that the next part i think becomes a little bit of the challenging part because it requires a little bit of grit which is the willingness to keep doing those mundane tasks, right? The mundane things. You know, when I, when I tell people I eat oatmeal with, with fruit and seeds every single day, every, with rare exception, I eat, that's what we eat for breakfast. It's almost a thousand calories, which freaks people out because calories in, calories out isn't really a thing. But that's a mundane thing, right? Every day I eat oatmeal with blueberries and seeds and some spices. And right, and that's mundane, but that's what makes my health work. The same is true in business. It's those mundane tasks. You know, maybe you have to make those cold calls, maybe whatever it is you have to do in your business. Doing the mundane things all day consistently is what makes greatness. And that's true in sports, it's true in business, it's true in your health. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show. Don't wait till pigs fly with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back.
Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for Radio and Podcasts. If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com. Scott at worldwithinreach.com. idea that I think about periodically and it just made it come to mind now too. One of the things that I do with my clients when I'm talking to them is talking about the consistency and getting out there and doing the things you know over and over and over again and they all go nee, 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 I don't want to hear you <laughs> you know it's not not something that I want to talk about but then I stop and think what if you're a tennis player what if you're a golfer? What if you spend hours a day in the gym lifting weights and all those things you do repeatedly because you want to make yourself better, you enjoy it, it has some sort of a endorphin response, whatever. But when it comes to business, you don't take the same enthusiasm, you don't take the same mental programming in your business that you do with sports. Right. What can you do to change that? If you're serious about having a successful growing business, how do you do that? So one of the, one of the things that, and it's true in sports, and I have, I have a background in sports psychology. One of the things that makes someone a really good athlete is having that grit, that ability to get up and do the thing again, and get up and do the thing again. Even if you're not seeing results right away, get up and do the thing again. And that's true in business, it's true in health. Some people have grit. You know, the people who are, are professional athletes, they obviously have it themselves. Um, some people don't, they don't have that ability. But the interesting thing about grit is you can use someone else's grit to further yourself. So you can hire a coach who has grit, who's going to keep you accountable, who's going to ask you these mundane things, who's going to pry into, okay, you said you were going to do X, Y, Z thing. Why didn't you do it? Let's look at why you didn't do it. So you don't have to have your own grit, although it helps if you do, but you can work with someone who does have grit to hold you accountable. And that can help um, make that help you break that circle. Because if you have someone who's going to be on you about it, it's going to make you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same in business as it is in, in sports, right? You mm -hmm. just it is business, sports, health. That, you know, that's why people say, wait, you're a psychologist. How do you work in health? It's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same performance related behavior that you see over and over again. You know, that sometimes it's gonna be frustrating, it's gonna be uncomfortable, it's gonna be annoying, but you have to do it anyway. And that comes back to your purpose and your grit and your willingness to stay the course for your goal. 
that doesn't really answer my question. And okay. it, it's a very, you know, what you've said is true and all that, but, and this just may be me, I'm definitely not into sports of any kind, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I see people, doctors and lawyers to be generic in all of this, you know, well, I can't work today. I've got to go out and play 18 rounds of golf, <laughs> you know, that's important to them. Whether they're good at it or not, they got to get out there and they got to play their golf or it's a nice day. I'm going to go play tennis or whatever. From a psychological standpoint, I don't see that same. And I don't think it's grit. It's because I, I know what you're talking about when you're talking about grit. It's just, I'm going to do this no matter what, doggone it. Mm -hmm. But there's a there's a feeling and emotion of this is fun. I enjoy this. I want to do this. This is something that's important to me, and I'm gonna forget everything else and go play my 18 rounds of golf. Mm -hmm. I don't see that in the business world. Not well for some people. You do the very very successful. You do, but you know it, it's the difference between a hobby and work. Right. And I, I feel like a lot of people and, you know, maybe you can tell me you, you may have different experience, but I feel like a lot of people who are entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs because they want to have the freedom to go play golf. They're not entrepreneurs because they want to be entrepreneurs. And so it's the difference between having a hobby and having something you enjoy and that being your end goal, golf, tennis, whatever it is, and the work you've decided to do to make a living. And, you know, how, how do you create that environment where you want to do the things that you have to do, the mundane things? I mean, I don't care how successful your business is. There's mundane things you have to do that just aren't fun. They're just not. That's right. Absolutely. And I see that all the time. And I have gotten into arguments with some of my clients that, well, you know, I, I sell such and such jewelry and I make, you know, $75, $100 a month, and I'm doing really well, and doggone it, I'm a business owner, and, you know, I'm going, yeah, you're a hobby, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they are bound and determined that that they're a business owner, and, well, you know, that's okay, what they call it is fine, I think it's, it's more a matter of, are they where they want to be, or do they want something more, and it, it, the more you want, the more you have to put in, it doesn't happen by magic, as much as we wish it would. Yeah, unfortunately, that right there is the bridge that I think is really hard to cross, is they want it, but do they really want to do what it takes to get it? Yep, do they want to do the mundane every day? This is what you have to do. You know, it, it's the same thing with health. Do you, you want your health? You want, you know, you want to be almost 50 like I am and have, ab have abs? That doesn't happen by magic. You have to eat right. You have to get your exercise. There's, there's a lot of mundane things that go into that. Mm -hmm. Same as with business. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's not, you know, and, and I'll tell people, are you ready to put in effort? Are you ready to work? Do you really want to do this? You know, what, what is your level of, um, you know, really being adamant about making this happen and give it, you know, given on a scale of one to 10, how much effort do you want to put in? And if they're saying two, I'm going, I'm not your, I'm not your person. Not the right person for you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes and I, in business, I think more than with health, 
sometimes you have to be willing to do those things without seeing results at first. Mm -hmm. um, with health, people, if they do the right things, they can see results you know, pretty quickly. But with business, it can take a long time where you're doing these mundane things and it's like, I do all the right things and nothing's happening. And that's really frustrating. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. I've been there and so I know and it's really, it's really hard. And, you know, as a consultant working along with them, all you can really do is hold their hand and say, it's going to happen. We just have to keep doing this and, you know, give it time, be patient and, and it'll happen. So. Yeah, and then you run into the shame and the embarrassment and they lose hope. Yep. I know. I've seen it. It's, it's rough. And, and then you get into the imposter syndrome. And I mean, we could talk about this for all. My day. TEDx talk is about imposter syndrome. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And it's, and I think that probably happens in one way or another in the health field as well, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I do see that um, in, in the Whole Food Muscle Club. I absolutely do see where people, who am I to be a thin person? Who am I to be healthy? I don't deserve it. I, this, that, and, you know, the whole psychological story that they tell themselves about their health. And then, or if I get healthy, my boyfriend will leave me. Or if I get healthy, my family will make fun of me. Um, I actually um, just put out a meme the other day that was, that said, if your family where food equals love, your family can love you right into failure. Because if food equals love, they're going to give you food that is high in fat, sugar, and salt. And then that's going to, you know, mess up with, mess with your shame and your feel like a failure and get under your hope and all it creates a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting in how all of these things relate to each other. And, and I'm, I'm so upset by all of it. I'm going to go have a piece of cake. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? And that's, a, that's an emotional response to food. And, and we, so many of us do use food to mitigate our emotional relationship with life. And one of the toughest things for my clients is ha me having to teach them how to self-soothe, how to deal with their emotions, how to manage their life without the chocolate cake, <laughs> because they know it's not healthy, but that's their go-to because that's what they learn from their family. You know, we don't necessarily inherit disease, but we definitely inherit recipes. Yes, for sure. So we are running out of time. What have we not talked about that you think we need to oh. What have we not talked about? Let's see. Let me look at my notes I sent you just to make sure. Um, oh, you know, one tip I wanted to give, and this isn't a health tip, this is the business tip, is, um, you know, to keep learning, always learn in your industry, and then write 500 to 1,000 words a week because um, it'll help you keep invested in, in what you're learning and what you're doing, but it also, within a year, you'll have a book written. So it's definitely, definitely worth it to do that. And this is a health and a business thing have a plan, have a goal, know what you're trying to do, and then do it, work on it. And if for whatever reason you're not working toward it, find someone help to help you bridge that gap between where you are and how to actually get there. Um, I, it took me too long in my first business to learn that. I always felt like, you know, I'm smart, I can figure it out, I can learn it. And um, I, if I had brought in help sooner, I would have gotten a lot farther faster. And I think that that's a mistake that people make in their health and in their businesses. Yeah, and, and I think going along with that, the two things come to mind. One is at some point in time, you may find that this is just not working and you have to pivot and go to something else. Mm -hmm. um, or the other thing is absolutely right. Find a mentor, find somebody who's going to stand there beside you in both your health 
and your business. You know, mm -hmm. if, if there's a day when I need somebody to talk me away from the cake. <laughs> you know? right. Yep. I have I clients who text me. I've actually had a client text me and say, I really, really want to go have a greasy burger at this place and, and drink myself into oblivion. Help. Mm, you know, yeah. I help them talk them off that ledge. Those things are really important and nothing to be ashamed of. No, it's a, it's part of the human condition. And I think that we've forgotten in our society how much we are social beings and we pretend we can do it all ourselves. And, and that's a mistake because no one can do everything themselves. It's not possible, but we definitely do in, in our society. We're very individualistic and everybody thinks, Oh, I'll just do it myself. And it doesn't work. If it worked, we would all be healthy, very successful business owners. Yeah. And I keep thinking of more questions to ask you. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's one of the reasons why we have the Whole Food Muscle Club. So people can come and just put their questions out there and we can answer them because there's, there's a lot of out there when it comes to health and success and achievement. And yeah, I get it. What do you do? What do you suggest people do and this is not something I do much anymore, although I'm getting ready to go to a podcast convention in Florida next month, so I'm going to be out doing it. But a lot of times people in business wind up going to networking events. They go mm -hmm. to chamber after hours events. They go to TED Talks. They go mm -hmm. to all these different kinds of things where they're standing around talking to people. Mm -hmm. There's food. There's appetizers. There's alcohol. Well, there's stuff that pretends it's food. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but all of this stuff is there and either your mind goes, well, it's five o'clock at night, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat, mm -hmm. or your mind goes, what am I doing with my hands? I have mm -hmm. to have something to do with my hands to keep me from, from just fumbling around. So everybody migrates to the tables, migrates to the bars, and starts shoving things in their faces. Yeah. What can they do? instead of that? Well, if you're going to an event that's um, in your local area, like a chamber event or something, the first thing I recommend is make sure that you eat something very nutritious before you go. Like eat a really good, healthy thing before you go. Because if your body is satiated and your body feels like, yep, I have all the nutrition I need, you don't have to use willpower to avoid the food you shouldn't eat. Because your body's gonna be like, no, I'm good, I don't need anything else. So that's the first thing. Never go to those events hungry. That's not a good idea. Don't, don't eat junk prior to going to those events because that's going to prime your pump to eat more junk. So make sure you eat a really good nutritious meal. And that's something that you know, we have recipes and things that we can recommend. So eat healthy before you go. When you get there, have a glass of water in your hand. That's fine. You know, if you want to have, you know, uh, we don't recommend alcohol, of course, because it's a carcinogen. But if you want to have one drink, you know, that's a personal choice but kind of know what you're going to do. Um, the other thing, and th this is me as a, as a former speaker coach speaking, learn to be comfortable in your own skin so that your hands aren't a problem. Like your hands are part of your body. They should not be uncomfortable. Um, and that, that is something that I have worked with clients on is how to just be confident in their own space so that their hands aren't awkward. That's a learning curve too. Yeah. So much going on in my head. I mean, I could keep talking all day long and, and pulling information out of you. This has been great. I, I wasn't really sure how this interview was going to go, and I've loved every minute of it. So thank you very, very much. You've mentioned your website, but mention it once again so people know how to get a hold of you. 
Yep. So it's wholefoodmuscleclub.com and they can go there and they, they can get access to the club. There are articles that we write. Um, they can get on our newsletter. There's a lot of different things there. They can get access to all of our um, social media. You know, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. But if they go to wholefoodmuscleclub.com, they can, they can find us and get all that stuff. Can they buy your book from there too? Or? Um, they can get to the book. The book is on Amazon. So How to Feed a Human, The Whole Food Muscle Way is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Basically, any bookstore can get it for you. If they're not carrying it, they can order it. Um, but the, obviously, there is a click on this button and go get our book on the website as well. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone listening today has been sitting here taking notes. I know I have. And doggone it, now I can't go get that piece of cake I wanted so bad because I'll feel guilty. <laughs> no, no, don't feel guilty. Make a choice that's healthy. <laughs> but everybody, you know, takes this good advice and use it implement it. If you have questions, I would suggest working with Dr. Robin. She's got some great information and great ways of supporting her clients, and it would be good for you all to do. If you like today's conversation and you're looking for more every week on Thursday evening at five o'clock Eastern, the Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly podcast will be up and having another wonderful interview with another successful business owner, helping you with your aha moments, putting tools and strategies into action to get your business soaring higher. If you have questions, put it in the comments below. If you like us, download us, subscribe to us, and please share this and the other episodes with your friends, colleagues, family, anyone who has a business that wants to grow and be more successful. Until next time, everybody, thanks so much. And we'll talk again soon. Get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Don't wait till pigs fly.com.